Stop the world. I want to get off. Do you feel like you're on a roller coaster? Welcome to podcast number 41 of My Inner Torch. While caring about someone with borderline personality disorder will definitely toss you on a roller coaster ride from being loved and lauded to being abandoned and bashed, okay? Being a borderline obviously is no picnic either. And again, if you are a borderline, if you have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, you suspect you do, this podcast is not for you. This is for the nons. This is for the survivors, okay, who go toe-to-toe with you each and every day. Now, we know that the borderline lives in in an unbearable psychic pain most of the time, and in severe cases, on the border between reality and psychosis. We also understand that this illness, and I do say it's, a, it's an illness, distorts your perceptions, causing antagonistic behavior and making the world a perilous place. The pain and terror of abandonment and feeling unwanted could be so great that suicide sometimes for borderlines feels like a better choice. If you like drama, excitement, and intensity with a borderline, enjoy the ride because things will never be calm. Remember my podcast, Emotional Sandcastles. If you haven't listened to it, definitely check it out because that's what you're doing. You're building sandcastles. Following a passionate and immediate beginning to your relationship, you can expect a stormy relationship that includes accusations and anger, jealousy, bullying, control, and breakups due to the borderline's insecurity. Nothing with them is gray or gradual. For borderlines, things are black and white. They have the quintessential Jekyll and Hyde personalities fluctuating dramatically between idolizing and devaluing you. They may suddenly and sporadically shift throughout the day. Throughout the day, you never know what or whom to expect. So let's look closer at the drama. Borderline's intense emotions elevate you When they're in good spirits, you feel like you are on cloud nine, and then it comes down like a hammer. They crush you when they're not. You're a prince or a princess, a bastard or a bitch. If you're on the outs with them, all their bad feelings get projected onto you. They can be vindictive and punish you with words, silence, or other tactics which feel manipulative and can be very destructive to your self-esteem. Because unlike bipolar disorder, their moods shift quickly and aren't a departure from their normal self. What you see is the borderline's norm. Their emotions, behavior, and unstable relationships, including work history, reflect a fragile, shame-based self-image often marked by sudden shifts, sometimes to the extent that they feel non-existent, made worse when they're alone. Thus, thus, The borderline is dependent on others and may seek advice frequently, sometimes from several people on the same day asking the same question. Have you ever noticed that? They're desperate to be loved and cared for, yet are hyper-vigilant for any real or imagined signs of rejection or abandonment should you, for example, be late, cancel an appointment, or talk to someone they see as competition. For them, the borderline, trust is always an issue, often leading to disorders of reality and paranoia. You're seen as either for or against them and must take their side. You don't dare to defend their enemy 
or try to justify or explain any slight they claim to have experienced. There is no way around that. They may try to bait you into anger and then falsely accuse you of rejecting them. That's gaslighting you. They're going to gaslight you, make you doubt reality and your sanity. They may even brainwash you. In their desperation for caring, the borderline can behave in ways that feel like emotional manipulation. Cutoffs of friends and relatives who betray them are extremely common. They react to their profound fears of abandonment with needy and dingy, clingy behavior or anger and fury that reflect their own skewed reality and self-image. So on the other hand, they equally fear the romantic merger that they try to create because they're afraid of being dominated or swallowed up by too much intimacy. In a close relationship, the borderline must walk a tightrope to balance the fear of being alone or being too close. And to do so, they try to control with commands or indirect maneuvers, including flattery and seduction, to reel in their partner and use their anger and use rejection to keep him or her at a safe distance. Whereas narcissists enjoy being understood, too much understanding frightens the borderline. So you're never going to get close to them. They're never going to reveal their inner demons for the most part. Again, with my wife, I only find out bits and pieces of information, and I've known her for 20 years, that kind of come out sporadically and unsolicited. She's not going to open up her whole life because, again, that makes her vulnerable. Generally, borderlines are codependent and find another codependent to merge with and to help them. They seek someone to provide stability and to balance their chargeable and changeable emotionality. Codependents and narcissists who act self-sufficient and control their feelings provide a perfect match. They're easily seduced by the borderline's extreme openness, charm, and vulnerability. In addition, the borderline's passion and intense emotions are enlivening to non-BPDs who find being alone, depressing, or healthy people boring. Now, that's an interesting statement because You know, I've mentioned this before in previous podcasts that I probably would not recognize a warm, loving relationship if it jumped out of a bush and smacked me in the face. This is because I am one of those people that finds nice people to be a turnoff. And I'm working on that. Why is that? That becomes a repellent to me. For me, I guess it's it's just not a challenge to be with a nice person who is open and sharing and caring. Instead, I choose to be with somebody who is not that, is the opposite of that, who I have to try to extract or mine those feelings from. The borderline may appear to be the more dependent underdog in the relationship, while his or her partner is the steady, needless, and caretaking top dog. But in fact, both are codependent on each other. It can be hard for either of them to leave. They each exercise control in different ways. Now, that is an interesting statement because that comes back to what I suspect I am, and that is being codependent. I'm not so sure. Well, I guess my wife is dependent on me and I've been hanging around. I am the caretaker, but who's more dependent on who? And that is the question. Codependency is not a good thing. Codependents 
also yearn for love and fear abandonment. Codependents already have low self-esteem and poor boundaries, so they placate, accommodate, and apologize when attacked in order to maintain the emotional connection in the relationship. They often become caretakers. They do so sometimes to the point of self-sacrifice or enabling. Does that sound like you? Because I do know it sounds a lot like me. Because in the process, codependents give over more and more control to the borderline and further seal their low self-esteem and the couple's codependency. Giving in to their partner and giving them control does not make either of them feel safer, but the opposite. Borderlines need boundaries. Setting a boundary can sometimes snap them out of their delusional thinking. Calling their bluff is also helpful. Both strategies require that codependents build their self-esteem, learn to be assertive, and derive outside emotional support. The relationship can improve when the partner takes steps to heal their codependency. So this is what I've been talking about in past podcasts. You have to be the stronger individual, even if you're codependent. It's very difficult to set boundaries with borderlines. It's very, very difficult. But I guess there is a place and a time for everything. And that's something that I am personally working on now myself, making my wife perhaps a little less of a focal point, not investing my emotional happiness in hers. Because in any relationship, whether you're in a borderline relationship or a narcissist relationship or even a healthy relationship, you have to create your own happiness. You have to define yourself. You can't meld or merge with another person. You can't need a person so much that if they don't give you what you're looking for, that you are a shell of your former self. You have to have your own value. You have to believe in yourself and you have to have your own respect and self-esteem because otherwise you will fall prey and victim to a borderline, to a narcissist, or anybody else out there with a cluster B personality disorder. So that is my, I guess that is my word to you, okay? You have to be able to invest in yourself and you have to heal. One of the reasons you're probably listening to this podcast is because maybe you don't buy into yourself as much. Maybe you are confused. Maybe you feel like it's you that's the problem. Maybe you're not sure. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Your experiences, your comments, and your feedback always welcome on this podcast. This is a safe place for those of us who are working on ourselves, trying to believe that we are good people in a bad situation. New podcasts uploaded every single Friday at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I really appreciate your continued listenership. I appreciate you. I understand the suffering that you may be going through. I too suffer. But I do know that I take some sort of solace from beginning to understand what my position is and perhaps understanding that and giving that to you maybe gives you some tools to work with. And in the end, it helps all of us. This has been My Inner Torch. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. Till next time.